Welcome to Sustainable Talks with NNN, Nicolo Giusti and Nicolo Duranti, where we talk about sustainability in the fashion supply chain. We interview the best players in fashion and challenge them to the real full sustainability. From material suppliers to factories, designers, sustainable association and more. We want to make clarity if a fashion can be sustainable or not. This podcast is sponsored by ourselves and no one else with our time, experience and fun. We hope you have fun to listen to us and spread the word. You can find us also in Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn and Twitter. Just search us as Sustainable Talks with NNN and you will find us. Have fun! Sustainability for me is to make something that is better for the planet. Hi everyone, this is the episode number eight. Nicola, can you imagine? It's already episode number eight. And today we are here in sustainability talk with NNN. And the new guest that we have today it's Aniela. Aniela is working on some very innovative uh, projects about making uh, clothes and eventually shoes out of uh, mushroom, mycelial material. And uh, she has been quite successful uh, lately. I mean, uh, I've seen you a lot in the several magazines and uh, fashion competitions. Who better than you can introduce yourself, Aniela? So please uh, tell us something about you. I'm Aniela and um, actually I'm not from Amsterdam, but from the middle of the Netherlands. We are working on a seamless manufacturing method and we start that whole uh, new production method with indeed with mycelium mushrooms. Um, but basically the most interesting part is actually the seamless production technology um, because it allows us to customize products. And so we have an application technology which I cannot share yet, um, but in which case we can make 3D objects. Um, so indeed like uh, uppers for shoes, um, accessories like bags and, and of course, my personal um, uh, thing um, is uh, apparel. So really make like the ultimate perfectly fitted jacket. Um, so for, for example, think about Kim Kardashian. Um, I would love to dress her because she has all those many curves. And normally when you start cutting and sewing, you have to have like many seams. And with our technology, there are no seams. So we can make her a perfectly fitted jacket seamless and also you have less lot wastage as far as i know and yes. there is no wastage at all you can cut down all the you know everything that goes on the, on the floor you have everything controlled yes so normally you have like 10 to 30 percent of uh, cutting waste um so only from cutting patterns and we're not cutting patterns so we don't have that waste basically you know if you have like a shape everything we put around it that's what we use so it's like taking the Kardashian and have the mushroom growing around her body. <laughs> yes, you can imagine that, like that. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't like uh, like that uh, uh, directly growing on her body, but we would make a replication of her body then. What is the fabric? Yeah, so the fabric is, is based with uh, um, mycelium, and mycelium are the, non-scientifically speaking, of course, uh, the roots of the mushroom. And we grow that in, in large fermenters. Of course, at the moment, not so large because we're working on scaling up. 
but you can imagine that uh, companies like DSM, um, they are already growing mycelium, but they grow it for the enzymes that we use um, for washing uh, our garments, for example. And you know, those big fats, in, in that we put a little bit of mycelium and we put water and nutrients and we wait for like one week, one and a half week. And then we have uh, this biomass that we can can use. And so this is the, the, the raw material and, and we apply that material onto a mold. Um, and then it takes over the shape of the mold during the drying process. Yeah, after drying the garment or the, the shoe or the bag is ready. So, so it's not knitted, it's not a wire. It's a no, it's not, not a wire, it's a non-woven. Uh, that's beautiful. I mean, it's not a synthetic non-woven. We all know non-wovens from either from wool, which is felted, or from synthetics. Yes. Uh, but we have a biological non-woven. To all the people that come up on, on our talks, we always ask the same question. What mm -hmm. is sustainability for you? Yes, and that's a good question because sustainability can be many things and so different from every one of us. For me, is to make something that is better for the planet. And that doesn't mean that it has to be right now perfect for the planet, but you know, taking steps and improving it and trying to make something that is as less harming as possible. In your daily life, do you have an, a sustainable approach or you try to be sustainable as much as you can? Or how do you describe yourself? I would describe myself as, as trying to become better. I think it's very human to not be perfect. And, um, but I live in Soest and in Soest we have a lot of recycling. So I have four bins. Wow. One is for paper, one is for plastic, one is for general waste, and one is for um, natural waste. So I live in New York and it's difficult to find one. Yes. So this is already a different. I mean, that makes it a lot easier to have a sustainable approach on your waste. How can fashion be more sustainable? Yeah, for me, there's only one answer, and, and that's to become to look at fashion from a holistic uh, perspective. What you see right now is that um, we have this this terrible complex and, and cloudy supply chain that's hardly, well, it's hardly possible to control it. And a lot of people are focusing on, you know, the separate steps. So the spinning, improving or improving the weaving, using less water. And those steps, they are very needed right now, but in order to become more sustainable in the future, we need to look at the whole process and, and think about, you know, an overall way of improving that. What I fear right now is and you see it already with biological cotton happening is that you know people are adding in normal cotton within the biological cotton so we have to control that you know if you buy biological cotton that it's also 100 biological and so we start adding chips in the biological cotton to follow it through the supply chain and i understand why it's happening but it's adding another problem to the whole supply chain. I feel that we need to focus more on an overarching thing. And at the end, there are only two things that matter in the supply chain. And one is you have to have a starting material. And the other one is this should be a great product that people want to buy. What happens in the beginning, for a lot of people, it's it's not really relevant as long as it's happening. Well, I totally agree with you. It's an holistic approach that we can have every day on because there is nothing perfect today. You know, we need to go back to the forest to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not achievable right now. But, you know, every little step is going to count. What we always say is that everything you need to make has an impact on the, on the environment. And uh, for your uh, holistic approach, also the full 
impact of the product making it need to reduce basically you know me and nicola we have a, a leather background but we are more traditional people in this world you know we are not innovators but we are really you know coming from a traditional background how did you get to this point me personally i like to develop new things i've been working a lot for fashion companies and i was at a certain point that i thought how many collections do i want to design i could not imagine myself working for another brand so i had to rethink what i wanted to do and I realized that there was not really happening a lot in innovation. And basically, that's why I founded my company, Neffa, uh, which is not the Italian singer. Uh, <laughs> I, I founded my company to focus more on innovation and, and look outside the industry uh, for innovation. And so started working with solar panels and, and LED lightning. So things that people could not imagine in, in clothes and applying them in clothes and making sure that, that there would be a nice product out of it. And yeah, slowly, you know, this gets out of control and you start meeting people working in microbiology. And, and that's actually when I, uh, yeah, when I started working with mycelium because I met a professor that was working with this material. And I was always looking for other directions to see what we could use in the fashion industry because a lot of the things we don't have to invent ourselves, they already exist. It's just a matter of how you look at it and how you can start combining them in a smart way that you can apply it in fashion. Nowadays, innovation is uh, very much linked to sustainability. Yeah. In your new innovative material, Mycotex, what can be the, let's say, the plus, the three main sustainable innovation points, and what are the weakest part of this material? The three biggest advantages is that we can reduce cost, waste, and, and labor intensity of cutting and sewing. Another one would be to replace plastic and leather um, with compostable material. We're not, we're not saying that we are leather. We're saying we're somewhere in between plastic and leather. And we can improve the fit and comfort of fashion products. So obviously, um, we need to develop a lot. It takes time. So I think that is one of the downsides at this moment. We will not be able to also make everything. Um, so for example, we're now talking to some uh, accessory uh, brands. And they thought, well, let's start easy with a, a card holder. And for normal production way, this is an easy product. For us, it's, it's not doable. Um, for us, you know, our products need to be made in 3D. And it's not like you paste layers on top of each other. That You would not do that with our uh, supply chain. People have to be aware that we're not only offering a material, but we're offering a supply chain. And, and this is something that um, at the moment is also a downside for a lot of brands. There is a really a lot of uh, potentiality on it as well. There is still a lot to, to invest because it's something completely new. I think the, the, the technology and the people are not really uh, used to it and the good that you uh, uh, compared also with the with the uh, tanneries uh, with the way of dyeing leather because we have seen uh, actually we had interviewed a couple of tannery eco leather and isatec and both of them are already working on the development of this material but as you describe it, it doesn't look is the same thing our material is completely different from the other mushroom materials out there. When we approach sustainability and new materials, we always ask pretty standard questions. How much energy per square meter 
you need? Do you have any idea of CO2 emission? Do you have an idea of water consumption to grow in and then to producing? We um, recently did a first life cycle analysis and also did a feasibility report. Um, so for creating one square meter of material, we need 20 liters of water. That's not a lot. This is including the growing the mushrooms and the entire process. Uh, this is only for growing the mushrooms and uh, harvesting the mushroom. Harvesting the mushroom. Yes. And what about the production process? Is any water involved? No. I mean, this is optimized scaling. So we're talking about really big quantities. But then again, we're also comparing it to supply chains that are already scaled up for many years. So no, no, for sure. You know, yeah. if you compare this to the meat industry to grow one and one one kilo of leather, you need way more liters of water. Pretty interesting what you guys are doing. And what about electricity, Aniela? Is we are at around 28 megajoule for a square meter. And I we try to compare our life cycle against that from leather, which is very difficult because um, well, we're doing like the whole life cycle. So from growing the raw material till really the product uh, is finished. And uh, it's difficult to compare it with a whole leather product or a whole- um, I'm, sure, I'm sure me and Nicolo doesn't even know what you're talking about. So how much is uh, microjoule or whatever you see? I can tell you leather was like 150 megajoule, but this yeah. was only like the leather um, from the slaughterhouse till the tannery, so not the product making. And ours was 28 for so the whole process. It's, uh, less than one third. Yeah. Wow. It's it's like a house production. The last technical thing, Daniela. The CO2. Exactly. Yes, we calculated that we are at 5.6 uh, kilogram. Leather would be 8.94. But then again, it's only the slaughterhouse and the, the, the tannery, and it's not to make a nice bag out of it. And of course, this is when we are scaled up. How brands are reacting to Mycotex? And the brands are reacting very positive um, and they want to order meters of our products, which is unfortunate because we're not offering meters, but we're offering products. So we have to train them a little bit uh, and educate them a bit better to have them understand that we actually offer them the whole supply chain. But in general, they, they are very positive. You did a lot of, uh, last few months, a lot of uh, collaboration, the H&M Global uh, Change Awards. Which one was the more exciting one? It, it was the uh, Global Change Awards. It was one of the five winners. And I mean, they had also this event where a whole evening you, you really get the award. It's like an official moment. And so that made you really feel special and that you achieve something. So I will always keep in my mind. A pretty intense moment, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> I didn't sleep for a week. Your job requires a lot of passion, a lot of dedication. Many times you're not understand. People doesn't understand you. So, Aniela, what is the next step for Mycotex? We are fundraising and we want to hire more people so we can... Uh, bring our new material and new prototypes uh, on, yeah, to launch them next year so that a lot of more people understand what we are doing. For the people that are looking for you or they want to apply when you get all this founding, uh, <laughs> where, uh, where can they find you? Uh, we have a website, which is mycotex.nl. It will direct you to the NEFA website where you can send me a message. 
how do you want to leave this conversation you know um i think it's for a lot of people they're good to open up for new and basically for holistic approaches and i think one of the things that that we also want to achieve is have more people rethink the way that we are producing things and we hope that we can inspire a lot of people also to uh, to have a look at our website and think for themselves what they actually can do uh, in order to improve you know little steps in in what they are doing maybe in their company um, if everyone does it a little bit better that we can achieve bigger steps uh, in a quicker time Aniela, it was very nice to meet you congratulations well, for your project well, thank you for your time and we really hope to see you in one year from now we with a lot more followers and you with a lot more production. That would be actually awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. Take care.